what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This is Karen from Time Genies. We know time is our most precious commodity, so let Time Genies help you with tasks such as home organizing, small business cleaning, relocation services, and lots more. My team of high-quality and trusted professionals is your one-stop shop for your personal and corporate needs. Let us help you reduce stress and give you time to do the things you want to do, making memories. Check the Time Genies website for more info. Go to www.time-genies.com. Welcome to the Street Circle Drive podcast here on The Mesh. Street Circle Drive is your Hickory, North Carolina-centric podcast for people who love Hickory, North Carolina. I would like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and listening to this podcast because we could not do it without you and we sincerely do appreciate it. So once you've listened to this podcast, head over to TheMesh.TV and subscribe to all of our shows. Once you subscribe, the episodes will be beamed directly to your favorite device. Currently produced on The Mesh, a whole bunch of great shows including John Reach Countryish, Big Fan, Chick Chat, Foot Candle Films, Entrepreneur Exchange, I'm With The Band, The Forecast, and on we have everything going on right now all these shows have new episodes every week so be sure to check it out if you're interested in advertising on the mesh head over to the mesh.tv and hit the advertise button for more information uh, today on the street circle drive podcast we have a very special guest he is a north carolina hickory north carolina born and bred artist we have mr hunter spiegel on the podcast how you doing today buddy good how are you doing man i'm doing great um i, w- I want to bring you on today to talk about a whole bunch of stuff but um man I'd like to start to talk to you a little bit about uh, the downtown mural that you did. Um, talk a little bit about how that got started and um, and, and basically how that, that whole project took place. Okay, yeah. So um, it took uh, place about a year and a half ago. Well, actually, it's been uh, more like two and a half years ago when the, um, uh, the Rotary Clubs and the uh, post-polio support groups of Catawba County all got together and decided they wanted to commemorate the miracle of Hickory in some way. So they decided to do a, um, a mural, and uh, they did like an open call for the mural. And so artists from all around applied for the mural, and um, I ended up getting the mural based on my concept, which was basically uh, summarizing the issue into like humanitarian love. Uh, the whole town kind of came together to, if you know, not familiar with the story, in 1944, the polio epidemic hit, uh, kind of like we have a pandemic now, an epidemic. Um, the whole town came together and all worked together, and we're all on the same page, uh, which I think should reflect now, where there's all these split views, but we'll get back to that later. Um, but yeah, we they all came together, and they built a hospital in basically 54 hours. Um, within this hospital, they treated... Uh, you know, all these polio cases because people in Hickory were left out to have a uh, polio treatment. They couldn't go to Charlotte, couldn't go to Greensboro, couldn't go to Raleigh because all the treatment facilities were full. So the, what they did is they, um, they told everybody to go and basically go home and prepare for your kids to get sick and die, you know? And so basically Hickory got left out in the cold and we got shunned and got dubbed polio city. People would drive down the roads in 321 and roll up their windows because they were afraid to breathe the air because kind of like what we're dealing with now. No one knows where it was coming from, how it was happening. People were freaking out. Kids couldn't go out and play together. You know, people were kind of quarantined. 
so the hospital got built 54 hours by three doctors. Um, and just the, for the brief, you know, little quick background on it, uh, basically just came together so fast with the town that um, these nurses were bussed in called the Angels of Mercy. And they were bussed in from all over. Doctors were bussed in. And basically this was like a time of hands off. People were scared of everybody, kind of like now, you know, what was going on. And these nurses were like full on hands on treating these patients. And you got to remember, these patients were young kids. They were like parents that had dropped their kids off and basically had to leave and didn't see their kid for months, which is insane, you know, to think about that as a parent. Um, so these these nurses were very important and vital to the situation. And they developed some of the best treating methods there. And we actually had the lowest mortality rate of any other place in the country because of our vigilance and the, the way they uh, showed the humanitarian love. And so with that concept, I came up with the nurse and the patient um, because we did not discriminate, which was a very big thing during that time. We had no religious, I mean, no um, prejudice boundaries or any of that. Any race could be um, treated, you know, Native American, blacks, whites, whoever. Um, and that was really important. A lot of other places were not doing that. So people were crawling down out of the foothills and all over to get treated at our facility. And so that was really big in my uh, proposal. So it was the, uh, you know, that everyone could treat it. So the racism blur and all that stuff, I wanted to diminish that. And I really wanted to uh, just kind of show the love between two humans. Um, and so that's where my concept went. And then from there kind of went into, you know, uh, meetings and all these things with the Rotary Club, the post polio groups. And we talked and came up with, um, you know, the walls, you know, spots. And that was really, big uh, problem trying to find the wall. We had the wall picked out uh, beside the wine shop, but it became a huge issue with the city. Uh, we had certain city officials that did not agree with the imagery. We had a couple that were racist, a couple that weren't racist, a couple that just didn't want it to mess up their design of downtown. So it became this whole political thing that I had no idea I was getting involved in by just creating a piece of artwork for a wall. Um, not to mention, I was really bummed on the city. They were not prepared to do any kind of commemorative thing for the polio thing, which uh, up until now, I mean, it was the biggest crisis known to date that we had, and we actually succeeded in it. So it was a really big thing that we have uh, acknowledged it and educated people on it, and that was important because most people our age and others didn't even really know what it was. And so finding the wall was very difficult. Um, they, they tried to put us out by the... Uh, Rotary Park out there, and, you know, that was just a wall that no one would see. And so finally, Lindy stepped up and said, hey, you can put it on our wall. And so I was like, you know, that's great. It's a perfect wall. Um, you'll see it actually just as well, if not better. It's downtown. You know, the, the committee that was doing it the and the post-polio members were very, very adamant about having it downtown Hickory, you know, in the center spot, the ripple, the heartbeat. Um, so that was really important. So we fought for that. So it became on past this me designing a piece. I had to start, you know, advocating for the arts and how important it is for mural artists to be here, how, how great it can change a city with identity and all these things like that. Um, so, you know, identity that a mural could give and not to mention, you know, from a business standpoint of the city, it's the cheapest way to hire an artist to come out there and throw paint on a wall. I mean, God, they're getting out really lucky and free on that one. So uh, murals, you know, they really are vital to, um, our everyday lives and just brightening up things. And, uh, so that, you know, it got pushed and we finally got, you know, approval in September on the Lindy's wall. 
of last year and of 2019. And then we just, you know, started rocking on it. And, you know, it got knocked out pretty soon. And, it, you know, it, it turned out great. Yeah, from start from start to finish, Hunter. How long did it take you to? And and I, you you weren't alone in in doing the artwork. You had a team, right? Or was this like an individual expert? Actually, so for designing and the whole campaign was just on me and the committee. But right. I did the design, and then um, I had a guy help me, James Smith, help me with the the painting, right? Uh, because you know, with the wall that scale, you have to have help. Oh but, I, yeah, absolutely. Between me and him, we knocked it down. You know, it was the, the design was done. It was solidified that I did. So all it was was getting it up there and getting the paint on the wall. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, we worked as a team, me and James Smith. And, you know, 21 days, uh, you know, he had to do some other projects. So he was there, you know, part of the time. And then uh, we just, we really knocked it down. And uh, it turned out beautiful. It, I, I completely agree with you. That's one, it's, and I agree with you, man. It is a, that, and also James's mural, um, the, see, the, the Hickory mural. Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy to see that, you know, the city is, or, you know, if you're having to drag them along, but I, art is such a pivotal part in every downtown landscape and it, it showcases what the community is all about. And Absolutely. I think your mural does that, you know, the Hickory has had a long running history of being an inclusive community for the most mm -hmm. part. Exactly. And, you know, with that, I think it, it really does show it off. I think it's, I think you guys did a great job on that. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, basically, you know, it was, we got the design up there. Once I got it up there, it was just like filling it out. And, uh, you know, I wore them out a little bit because I, I like to two coat and three coat everything. So, you know, I was telling them the first coat's the painting, the second coat's the uh, the uh, the preserving it, you know, so because it is a historical kind of monument or, you know, uh, you know, a memorialized thing that it needs to be able to last for a while. So my thing was really high quality paints and really uh trying to get it preserved to where we put a lot of coats on it and so that was important to me and uh you know other than that it was just like kind of just like legwork you know it was a lot of work up there um yeah for sure um I, I saw you put out a call recently for some additional walls you, have you got some other projects in the works yes yeah, so i'm working on a project right now with old lenore road and i'm actually in the secrets working with a project we'll let it out uh with ccm uh painting that wall uh, that was going to be done hopefully in October, but because of the COVID-19, we've had some pushback on that um, just for fundraising and things like that. So the CCM wall was going to be a really nice wall. And then the old Lenore road uh, wall for the Ollie arts district, I'm working on a wall there or working in ideas, but I'm also trying to do two of my own things right now where I did a call for, I'm looking for walls right now for, I want to memorialize the all the people that died from COVID-19 in Catawba County. Um, I do these cardinals. That's kind of my trademark for uh, people that passed away and things that represent my life. So I would like to do an individual cardinal for every person that does pass away for this and, you know, put their name underneath it and that sort of thing. And then I wanted to do after, you know, once the, um, the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement started a little stronger, I really want to do something to commemorate that as well and show like a wall of equality and these things like that where I could maybe get some other African-American artists to come in and hang out with me and, you know, collaborate on it. But I really would like something like that um, to be prominent in, or, you know, just be a big part of this town because, um, you know, with the African-American child I put up on the wall for the uh, Miracle Hickory, you know, I got a lot of pushback, you know, I had to defend that quite a bit, which was pretty strange for me coming from a non-racist background. And so, 
getting involved and trying to push that was strange to and I apparently I was one of I guess the first person to put an African American basically in the face of Hickory like that. So uh, you know, I thought, well, you know what, I, I need to do this and do this for the, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. And so yeah, so I'm looking for two walls right now. So if anybody out there knows two walls, businesses, non businesses, public, whatever, private, um, or even, you know, I'm challenging the city to like, come on, let's get give me two spaces. Um, because these are definitely going to be, uh, uh, pivotal points in our history again. Um, and uh, with Hickory. And so, you know, speaking back to about the pandemic real fast about the, uh, the miracle of Hickory, you know, the way we all came together to do the miracle of Hickory, uh, post polio thing. I mean, the polio epidemic, I'm hoping that people will come together on this pandemic that we have right now. And I'm hoping that we can all come together like we did, uh, back in 1944 and have another success story. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot easier to do that instead of, you know, putting a $2 mask on your face instead of having to build an entire hospital. Exactly. I mean, you got to understand, like, this was a time like Pearl, Pearl Harbor, you know, dropping the bomb and all that. I mean, people came from all over to give everything. I mean, people were giving sheets and cover. I mean, everybody was in on it. Everybody. I mean, everybody. There wasn't this split hair thing what's going on now and, like, this prideful kind of, oh, this and that. I have to change the way I live for this. I mean, this is not like a, I mean, it's not a joke and uh, people can, um, you know, I get a lot of the essential workers have, you know, gone through this and they see a different side because maybe they have not been affected. But as soon as it, like you know, we talked about earlier, as soon as it does get affected around you or someone, you know, it's going to become a lot more serious. And by that time, it's already here. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, that's something we did talk about earlier that you know, COVID-19 and racism and gun violence, they all seem to have the same kind of common thread that, you know, until it, until it directly affects you, then a lot of people don't care. And that, that that's the unfortunate, real unfortunate yeah. part about this whole pandemic that we're living in. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a mask on, especially in public, y'all put a mask on. It's, it's real easy to do. I know you mentioned uh, earlier about the, uh, the Olinor Road and its improvements that are happening. And I know you have just opened up a gallery there. And uh, talk a little bit about uh, your gallery. And I, I know that it just opened in February, correct? Yeah, yeah. So ATEC Art Gallery, um, we started in February. You know, it's, um, it's been a long time coming for it. ATEC, you know, stands for Artists Taking a Chance. It started back in 2000. Uh, basically like guerrilla marketing for all artists that I wanted to get to start a revolution to kind of better planet earth and join up. And we represent all arts. So ATEC art gallery, uh, you know, has come full circle back to Hickory. Um, cause I've taken it with me to, you know, Georgia and New York and all these other places that I've lived. Um, so I wanted to bring this kind of higher end art that I've been involved in for the past uh, 20 some years of my life, 27 years of my life. Um, so, you know, I was in New York for a while and I, you know, showed at some big galleries and did some big stuff like that. And I really just kind of missed home, you know, and, and I really wanted the space. Um, you know, in New York, I was painting and, you know, I had a studio space, but my overhead was like $3,500 a month for, you know, rent and then studio. My, my studio space was 10 feet by 14 feet which is big for there, but it's, um, you know, I work really large and I was doing a lot of large installations and I was doing large paintings. And so I basically painted myself into a corner physically. And it got to the point where I was, um, 
you know, I did a lot of sets. I built backdrops and sets and all these things. So anywho, I just wanted to bring, you know, come back to Hickory and I got asked to do a museum show, solo museum show. And if you're an artist, you do not say no to a solo museum show. So, and it happened to be in Hickory. And so that brought me back. And then um, the mural led me here. And then I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do a gallery here. And so it was the third step. So it's like the third tripod to like what I wanted to do in Hickory. So now we're doing it. And we had a great opening February 22nd. Um, COVID hit, damn it. Um, and so, you know, building the momentum in the arts is fine. But, you know, we have the space and we have been plotting and the whole time we have been plotting for what's going to happen when the doors open and we're prepared for some really cool shows, you know, at this gallery, we're not going to just show the kind of Sunday painter dog painting things, no offense to people doing all that, but, and we're really trying to show more, um, I guess, deeper thought work with a deeper rooted, uh, artists that are trying to really represent themselves and really kind of show some different angles and, put perspective on issues and it's not like we're just going to be showing local artists you know i have connections with all my friends all over the world that are going to show here so we're going to try to bring in some internationally known artists and so it's going to kind of open the art world up to where a bigger scene to where these artists are more museum style artists and it'll bring in more collectors that'll actually drive the market here and allow people to maybe make a profession out of being an artist um which before I left in 2001, you really couldn't do that. It was like Tommy Stein was the only guy here. And of course he was like a framer and he would make the watercolors of the buildings around town. But really other than that, you know, you got Tommy Stein, you got Joe LaFone that really were only people that I know making kind of a living. So it really wasn't acceptable here. So it took a time, you know, to where I was finally like, you know, I'm going to go back and give it a shot and see if I can be who I am in my own town. And so that's what we're doing right now. And, you know, we're pushing it every way we can. And we're going to be offering, uh, you know, classes and students from all ages, uh, hearing impaired as well. We're going to offer a dinner club, which is really cool. We got some nice chefs on board waiting for the doors to open again to where we can have these dinner clubs, which are, I think is going to be great. Um, so basically it'll be a unique experience. A chef will come in and make a prefix meal. Uh, it's going to be a themed out kind of event to where you'll be lined up with different people in the groups, uh, you'll have different members that will be at each dinner. So every time it'll be different experience. So it's not gonna be the same people you see at every dinner. Um, and then the chef's meals will change and then the walls will change, the art will change, the lights will change, everything will change. So it's kind of like, a, you know, some will have, it's just gonna be kind of wild. And we have some good uh, good things planned for that. So that's, that's really good. And of course we have the revolving art gallery here, which the shows will alternate and change. You know, we're going to deal with a lot of, a little bit more edgier stuff like, you know, uh, racing, you know, what it's like to be, you know, black and, and, uh, Hickory, what it's like to be Asian in Hickory, uh, what it's like to be gay in Hickory, what it's like to, uh, you know, deal with the politics in Hickory, different things that need to be addressed. Um, you know, I, I grew up painting a lot of landscapes and still lifes and, uh, over the years, I've just developed that I'm just more complex. And so my work is changing as well. It's having more of a voice. Like lately, I've been doing these Earth Wars pieces that are addressing just relevant matters at the time. And so I think it's important for artists out there, if you're listening, to adapt, be relevant sometimes. You know, the avant-garde is beautiful. Yes, be ahead of the curve. But also at the same time, we need to address what's happening now. 
And so we're going to try to work on those issues here at ATEC Gallery. And we're going to really push for the edgier side, you know. Um, we're also going to have live uh, uh, open model sessions where you can come draw a nude model, you know, male and female. Wow, you know. Um, so we're going to have the, the modeling uh, where you can draw live sessions. We're going to have the art classes. We're going to have the dinner club. Uh, we're going to have the online uh, retail shop, which we have uh, coming up soon. So everything will be shipped out and all these things. We also have now the print shop in-house. So now we're doing these prints of pieces. And then, of course, we'll have the openings of the art show. So we have about five different things going on in this one space. But everything is directed to the fine arts, to the arts. Um, but we are incorporating you know, performance arts, uh, installation arts, light shows, the whole thing. So it's not going to be like you're just going to come in and look at paintings all the time. Uh, we really want to challenge viewers to learn how to understand and judge other types of art and mediums than just painting and sculpture. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. I wouldn't be a seasoned podcast host if I didn't ask you what goes into your love of Duke's mayonnaise? Because honestly, it's number one in my heart. And I want to know how you and what what brought about your Duke's mayonnaise. I don't want to say fascination, but it's a fascination for me. Uh, well, um, Duke's growing up was so I did a piece once. Um, I took these uh, uh, giant barrels, 50 gallon barrel drums, and I painted them like Duke's mayonnaise jars and I stacked them in a food pyramid. Because my saying was we had it in almost every meal of the day. You know, something. It was in the casserole. It was in the mashed yeah. potatoes. It was in my breakfast sandwich. You know, we'd mix a little, you know, if the sausage was dry, hey, mix a little yes, mayonnaise sir. in there. Uh, and, you know, tomato sandwiches go right along with it. The, and liver mush was real big, too. So liver mush and Duke's mayonnaise were kind of my hand-in-hand -hand thing. And, you know, our salad dressing full of Duke's mayonnaise ranch, you know, the whole deal. Yeah, man, it's, I, I tell you, you know, I, we're, we're about the same age and I, I just love how you take the eighties kids nostalgia and Southern nostalgia and, and, and bring it to life, especially, you know, that, uh, you know, you've uh, for mentioned Cardinals, but teenage, the teenage mutant Ninja turtles and Hulk Hogan and, you know, and bringing up, bringing all that stuff to, to a, a, a new light. Like, uh, is, are, is that something that you, you tend to do artistically is take things that, might take a per something that's uh, very personal to you and then create something for everyone. The creating for everyone is tough. I know that, you know, my eighties nostalgia is getting larger as an audience because of, you know, more people our age are being able to afford artwork and, you know, being able to remind it. But, uh, but dealing with that nostalgia stuff, it's really important for me to be honest as an artist. You know, I could, like I said before, I started out painting a lot of landscapes and stuff. That was all technical. That was really just learning colors, dirty, paying my ode to being an artist. You know, you got to pay your dues. So you got to learn how to draw. You got to do a lot of things. Nowadays, people are kind of trying to jump right to the finished painting, which I'm kind of an old school guy. You know, I was classically trained. But anywho, taking stuff that really happened in my life is and being honest with myself is really important as an artist, you know, because... You look at a Van Gogh, you want to paint like Van Gogh, sure, you might get good and paint it like a Van Gogh, which I've done stuff like that. But honestly, that's Van Gogh. 
you know, that's not Hunter Spiegel. So my whole idea is to make my own world and make, you know, I'm creating my Hunter art world here. And in your own world, if you create it, you're never wrong. <laughs> so that's the trick uh, for me. But yeah, uh, taking stuff like nostalgia and out of my uh, everyday life that I grew up with is what I'm going to start telling my story because my story is unique and that's what I need to live by. And so, you know, Cardinals and Duke's mayonnaise and alligators and Ninja Turtles and Superman and all these things, you know, you know, got me through life in a special imaginative way to where I could live in these little worlds and create my own. And now I have a chance to relive them and not just relive them, but not forgive them or not forget them and actually be able to control my own destiny now, like being able to control everything. Like I paint a lot of snakes because I have fears of snakes and being able to take a snake and put it the way I want to put it in a painting is making me the kind of the, I hate to use this word because of all the Christians, but makes me the God of my own world. And so I can, you know, be fearless and not, you know, be fearful of certain things. And, you know, uh, you know, my work has got a lot of playfulness. And so, uh, it, but it's serious at the same time. So there's a lot going on and, you know, it might come off as just like a Ninja Turtle, like I've been doing Ninja Turtles lately, but uh, basically lately because, more not just because of my past, but because also what's going on right now. You know, the there are different groups of individuals that have teamed up to you know, you know, to get rid of the evil. You know, you got April O'Neil, who's a human. You got a rat. You got a yeah, you know, the four turtles, and then you know, the list goes on with the turtles, and then just uh, being able to mesh those and it relates now to what's going on. Um, and then I just did you know a, a new comic Superman piece, which is actually I know the viewers can't see what's behind me. It's called the Reign of Superman, and it's basically dealing with the uh, you know Americanism and all these things right now, and uh, the people and you know putting all their faith in one man like a president or Trump or somebody like that, and how ridiculous that is. Where we actually need everyone to be a super you know super person, and then the fact that it's a Superman instead of a Superwoman, and then all these things, and uh, so I'm dealing with a lot of this um, you know kind of you know I grew up in the South too. I'm a Southern guy. I'm not hating on any kind of, you know, Southern pride kind of thing, but I'm not a racist and I'm not going to exploit anything and I'm not going to give credit to anybody who's being like that. So it's really important. There's a difference between pride and American and all these things and people need to really focus on themselves and really realize what's going on out there and how they project certain things and, you know, projecting any kind of hatred is not okay in my book. And so, you know, I'm dealing with pieces that are dealing with that right now with the Earth Wars and how, uh, you know, um, you know, the police are being so brutal and so abusive. They always have been. I've dealt with this as a skateboarding kid when I was younger. I was a skateboarder skating around and, you know, we got harassed constantly. Uh, one of those cops now is actually in jail for abusing a girl um, recently. And uh, it took, oh my God, it took, you know, 30 years for him to get thrown in jail or whatever it is. But, you know, I've just, since I was a skateboarder and a graffiti kid and all these things, I was kind of on the edge of the law, but I was never doing anything bad. I was always trying to promote something good. You know, skateboarding's healthy, you know, you know, artwork on public walls, is, it's public walls. Let's make them pretty, you know. I, I like historical towns, but, you know, let's, uh, let's keep them pretty and let's keep, uh, let's keep things moving and innovative and, you know, allowing people to stopping their daily lives and things. So I was always kind of on the edge. And so, yeah, so dealing with the police brutality right now is really big in my artwork. Dealing with um, the uh, abusiveness of these powerful companies, CEOs, that really do. We hear it all the time. And, 
as our age group is, you know, putting more awareness to this that, you know, yes, it's talked about quite a bit. We hear it a lot, but can we actually do something about it? Can we actually challenge it? Can we actually change things? And so my work and my mindset is on these things and being able to involve my nostalgia uh, comes right into play. You know, you got Hulk Hogan fighting Andre the Giant. That's actually about a religious story of David and Goliath um, kind of deal. And, um, you know, so instead of just painting the same old David Goliath, you know, I've painted the Andre Giant, Hulk Hogan and deal with religion and adversity and all these things. And so all this really does play a part. So it's, it's like our 80s nostalgia, but it really does touch. When I said it's hard to, you know, to make artwork for all, that's, it kind of touches on all a little bit there. And that's, that's a good, successful piece in my eyes. So where you can have it your own, you can have it relate to others, and then it actually expands a little farther. I know I got a little rambling there. But. Hunter, we appreciate your voice and your talent in our city because without artists and without people that really get it, uh, we're just going to be spinning our wheels. Hey, this is Alan from the Foot Candle Films Podcast. Interested in promoting your business or event to an online audience? Consider advertising on the Mesh Podcast Network. Head over to themesh.tv for details. Instead of having a restaurant review, uh, we're, Hunter and I are going to talk a little bit about our favorite pizza spots in Hickory. Um, we, like I said, we can't actually go to these restaurants uh, per se, but uh, we can sure talk about it and, and get takeout. So, um, Hunter, it, under normal circumstances, what do you think is the best pizza in Hickory? Not going to lie. Um, right now, it's been in my kitchen, but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, if I was going to go get it like I was doing before, uh, I'm not going to lie. Hickory Station has got a really amazing pizza. Um, they, their, their fresh pepperoni and their buffalo mozzarella. Hickory Station is one of my favorites. Yep. Of course, I love the Maui pizza from the tap room. Um, and uh, I don't know why it's blowing my mind right now. The one out there by Honey Pick is a oh, uh, um, uh, shoot. Uh, what is that one called? That gummit. I know. I don't know why. I, I like it so much. El Bambini. Yeah, El Bambini. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They were out in Newton for a while, and I had them out in Newton when they were out there before they moved to Hickory. Yeah. Uh, my buddy, you know, Brett Bradshaw took yep. me to there, and we ate their pizza, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. No doubt. So, um, yeah, so that's a good pizza spot. Man, there's so many. Uh, you got, I mean, then you got the fix for the Dante's yeah, special. Man. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to definitely bring up Dante's because, you know – Full disclosure, Hunter and I, we live in the same neighborhood, and Dante's is the would be our closest pizza spot. And yep. that, that Buffalo chicken pizza is out of this world, man. It is incredible. Man. <laughs> I, I don't know what would the world do without pizza. I, I have to have pizza in my life. You know, pizza is a big part. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Luckily, we just learned how to – I just learned how to make my own pizza. I don't know why it took this long. <laughs> I guess I lived in New York, and, like, you don't dare make your own pizza when you live in New York. Right. You know, like – it's everywhere. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, oh, man, you know what? And then, of course, my, you know, growing up, Village Inn Pizza. You, yeah. You know? Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I worked at Village Inn for a while, and, and some, some of the folks that own that spot are uh, some of my good buddies. And um, believe it or not, uh, one of another super talented artist that I met working at Village Inn, Matty G. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Matty G. The VIP. Yeah, me and Matt Good worked together for a long time at Village Inn, so um, shout out to Matty G. Um, but uh, Hunter, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We appreciate your voice in this town. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm going to do the much, most I can to make as much noise as I can. You know, I'm not going to be quiet. So I'm sure I'll offend and not offend people. But the whole idea is out of love and awareness. You know, we just want to enlighten and educate. We'll do it through our art and, uh, you know, have some really, really fun shows when we open the doors again. And we're really looking forward to having everybody back in there. And, if, you know, if not, go check out ATAC Art Gallery. Every day we're updating it. Um, things are going online. Support us any way you can. Rent is not cheap. Uh, art is not free. But we try to make it as uh, free as possible for the viewing. You know, experience is important. So, you know, I do a lot of large paintings so that we can have these great shows. And they don't fit on a lot of walls. And I like to say that uh, my paintings aren't too big. Your walls are just too small. <laughs> But yes, support us, atacartgallery.com. We're not going anywhere. We're going to make it through this thing. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to uh, and any artist out there that wants to submit stuff. You know, email me. All my stuff's on the website. So email me out there and uh, we'll take a look, see. But uh, we will have open calls really soon for new art shows coming up. So be looking for it and follow us on our Instagram, at atacartgallery, Instagram, all that jazz. And, uh, yeah, man, look forward to meeting each one of y'all out there, and we'll have some fun with this. And, um, you know, let's just all stay safe out there. You know, take it. Be vigilant. I know mask itch. I know they bother you, but why don't you try spray painting for eight hours a day in it? You can use it. <laughs> They're safe. They're safe. Better be safe than sorry, you know? That's right. That's right. I'd like to thank Hunter Spiegel again from ATAC Galleries coming on the Street Circle Drive podcast today. And I'd also like to thank um, and take a second to thank our sponsor, Time Genies. If you and your business are in need of top to bottom cleaning or organizing or just need someone to make your life just a little bit easier, head over to time-genies.com to find out more. Our studio and offices use uses Time Genies and we really couldn't be happier. So thank you, Karen and Time Genies for being part of our network. Again, my name is Andrew Moose, and this has been Street Circle Drive on the Mesh.tv. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.